Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three reasons why LinkedIn isn't helping to boost your career and what to do about it. So within this episode, I will be breaking down three of the reasons why LinkedIn isn't helping you boost your career. And I'll get a little bit more into why I wanted to do this episode, because as listeners, if you are a regular listener, you'll know that I always ask the question and I answer the question why I've decided to do this episode but also I've been getting a lot of questions about LinkedIn and I often think LinkedIn is a tool that people either don't utilize enough or they feel a little bit I don't want to say scared or fearful but apprehensive is properly the proper noun that I would use here to articulate how they feel the objective Um, That apprehensiveness of really, really um, not understanding it or feeling intimidated or feeling a lot of like flurries of emotions around LinkedIn. They overthink it too much. And I know this by talking to professionals um, who aren't my clients as well and my clients and people in general, business owners. But this episode specifically is for the career professionals out there. But if you're a business owner, some of the things here that I talk about, if you're not utilising your LinkedIn, could also be useful. What I want to say here as well, full disclaimer, is I do feel as though one of the main reasons why LinkedIn is often not used as a tool enough is because I think people are still adjusting to all the changes that are coming for LinkedIn. And I talk more about that in a live that I recently did on Instagram. And what I mean by the changes, it's evolved. It's changed from when it first started and it was a tool to help recruit people to becoming this social media platform that is used by recruiters, used by job candidates who are looking for a new job, used by business owners, used by businesses. So there's lots of strands to LinkedIn. And that can often also be a really, really confusing thing for people because I had an email, I think it was about a year or so ago, about a specific episode I did around why you should be using LinkedIn, um, you know, to help your career. And the lady was quite, I don't want to say she was negative, but I think she felt apprehensive about LinkedIn really, really being powerful enough to be a tool that could help boost her career and help her career. 
And I did reply back and I answered her questions and everything and I tried my best to try to reaffirm that it's something that takes time. It's not something that you'll see results from like overnight. And um, yes, you can join recruitment firms. Yes, there is obviously ways of you not getting a job without LinkedIn. But in the landscape that we're in now in 2023, post-COVID, we're in a, um, can I say, time period where people do check you out. People will go and check your name out on LinkedIn um, if they can find you to check kind of your social proof. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that in terms of the reasons. But people also want to know who you are, your background, that kind of thing. Not just necessarily to be nosy, but if they're looking for you as a speaker, if they're looking for you um, to come and do a training somewhere, there's a lot of reasons why you should be using LinkedIn. But some of the reasons why it's not actually helping boost your career are kind of self-sabotaging behaviours or things that I think people just don't do because A, they don't have enough time. B, they're just very busy people. And see, it's just because of that confusion and not knowing what to do. And that's what I'm going to try and break down within this episode today. And I do want to say as well that I think it's very, very important for us to acknowledge the fact that, you know, with that email, I think it was something that maybe she was losing her impatience with. But more than that, I think some of the reasons why people don't like LinkedIn as a platform is because some people, I think, consciously just don't give it a long enough. And I'll be unpicking that a little bit more um, in terms of long enough, in terms of using it consistently. And that kind of goes into reason number one a little bit, actually, one of the reasons why LinkedIn isn't helping to boost your career and what to do about it. Number one is not having an up-to-date profile or being consistent on LinkedIn. And I've kind of put both of those reasons together because I think they are linked to each other and I want to talk about why they are linked to each other so first of all we've got the LinkedIn profile which you should be updating at least every I would say quarter or so Um, that way if you are looking for a new job if you are trying to develop your career if suppose you're in a position where you've just done your master's you've done your degree and you're and you know you're working part-time somewhere you're interning building up a picture here but you um, know that you want to go into a specific career, so you've got your postgraduate, this is where your LinkedIn profile should be complete, right? And you should then be engaging and being consistent on LinkedIn. That's one scenario. The other scenario is, let's just say you're a project manager and you've been working in the project management field and you've got all the, you know, qualifications that you need necessary to to be a project manager. Um, You've got the... um, You've got the Prince 2 qualification and, you know, you're, you've been in the field in a while, for a while and you've worked within finance and now you work in tech as a project manager. So you've, you've changed kind of um, the industry but you're still doing project management stuff, right? It could be that with your LinkedIn, what you actually want is you want to do different work within project management that's linked to project management but you're finding it really difficult to get a new job. So, you know, being consistent on LinkedIn and having that up-to-date profile will really, really help you. But when I'm also talking about up-to-date here, I'm also talking about the fact that we need to factor into the picture um, this element of 
of you not just being up to date, but having everything in place and intact and making sure that you're taking time to have a really, really like standout headline underneath your name. And you're actually quite descriptive in your about section on LinkedIn, on your profile. And then you talk about, you know, you update your experience um, in, a, in a necessary way. You do everything to help you stand out. That is what an up-to-date profile is. And LinkedIn is actually very helpful because they tell you how much of a percentage-wise you have completed your profile and, you know, whether you have an all-star profile and all of that kind of thing so that it's up-to-date. But I would say that practicing that and making sure you practice it in a way where you're doing that consistently is also important. The other way that this consistency piece mirrors and is very important and how it could be affecting your career if your career is is not in a place where you want it to be is that are you engaging on LinkedIn? So this is a debate I've had with my clients, had I've had with other business owners. I don't have time, Soma. I don't think I can do that, Soma. I don't know what I should be commenting on. Mm, should I be commenting on that? Mm. You know, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the thing is, in life, there's always going to be questions. There's always going to be question marks. But if you are going to be seen on LinkedIn, if you want to be seen and want to have your career boosted on LinkedIn, you need to engage in conversations on LinkedIn. It's no good just having a profile, it being up there. And yes, you can update it and you can be seen, you know, and you will be seen. But LinkedIn and how it works, it rewards you for using LinkedIn as a tool because <laughs> it is a social media platform and it's important for you to engage in conversations. And one tip I would say is just make sure that when you're engaging in conversations, you're using your current network first. So the people that you're connected to right now before you start to connect, you know, and comment on other people's posts automatically what will happen is if you comment on a few people's posts in your um, homepage that comes up um, you'll start to see second suggestions so people you're not directly connected to but um, know someone else in your network come up and you can then start to comment on their post and engage in conversations so you know there are all sorts of conversations that go on on my LinkedIn feed every day from diversity and inclusion to um, cancer awareness, things not related to um, work, but things which are about life, things which are about human emotions. And depending on what you do for your work, obviously, you know, be professional to a certain extent, but you all are also allowed to show kindness on LinkedIn and show that you are engaging in consistency and in a kind way. So for example, with some of the examples I've already given about project management, being an intern, etc. If you're an accountant and your field is that you are within the finance sector and you have a SEMA qualification, it could be that whilst you are on LinkedIn, you want to research and develop that area a little bit more. You want to see what are the kind of latest news kind of things around that. And so you're following a lot of accountants only. And so you might be thinking, so much like... They're just like posting like up-to-date news on this. How is this interesting? What am I going to say? So this is where I want to challenge you a little bit, depending on what your field is. And I'm giving very broad examples from finance to tech to project management because all sorts of people listen to this podcast. Engineers listen to this podcast. 
And if you are somebody um, as well, like a lot of different people, I know that. So if you are somebody that likes to develop, that likes to learn within your field, as you should be, there could be some really engaging information, engaging posts. Um, And even if you think, what can I add to that? If it's about something specific that's changed, let's just say in the accountancy field about the um, SEMA or ACCA qualification and the support they should be getting and, you know, people may be feeling quite, how can I put it, overwhelmed by the exams for SEMA because they can be quite hard, as can ACCA, but the exam rate for SEMA is very, very, (sighs) I like the pass rate. It, you know, it, it can also often be very difficult to pass the SEMA exam um, first time round. So somebody could be posting about that, someone who's paid for it twice and feeling um, very despondent. So if you were in a similar position, engaging in a conversation to help them, that could actually be really, really a boost to their confidence because if you're working in a certain place now and you've done that, that's going to help them. So that's what I mean by that. But any news that you think is coming up within your industry, commenting on it, engaging in it. And all I would advise, one tip around this is if you are very short on time, and I know we are all busy people, but if you want things to work for you, you have to make the time. That is how the universe works. That is how the world works. So one thing that I would advise is if you're commuting to work every morning, then, because I know many people are doing hybrid working now or four-day four weeks, um, I would suggest you either on your phone, spending maybe about 10 minutes on your commute maximum, doing a little bit of LinkedIn interaction on some of the posts that come up on your homepage. Or if you find that difficult because you work from home predominantly, just giving yourself some time at the end of the day, once you finish, to be on your phone, put a timer on, um, either on your phone or with an egg timer or with a stopwatch timer or whatever you have. I use um, a timer that was recommended to me by my counsel actually a long time ago where you can actually see the focus time that you spend. Um, and I kind of put that on for 10 minutes sometimes when I'm doing my engagement and, you know, interacting with people. And I do it for 10 minutes and I interact on about two or three posts um, engaging in conversation and leaving proper comments and when you leave the comments don't just go oh wow I really love this great H- have a conversational element to it because that's what's going to help get you noticed on LinkedIn as well and be consistent with that and if you're not able to do that every day do it three or four times a week and you will notice a difference and a shift in your LinkedIn profile but by doing these small sort of things just notice you people in your field will notice you there will be that element of people seeing oh such and such has posted about this today and such and such has commented on that i actually want to connect with them if you're not already connected and the conversation piece carries on now i want to talk a little bit around the second reason why linkedin isn't helping to boost your career and what to do about it and this also is going to sound like an obvious one but this is the one of the most common things that come up when I'm talking to clients is not taking time to build your personal brand on LinkedIn and this goes back to your profile and being consistent on LinkedIn so as well as you making sure you're consistently engaging in posts every week you need to create some form of content on LinkedIn and this is the challenge for a lot of people and I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode 
where I think a lot of people are like, I don't know what to post about. Or, mm, should I actually mention that I had depression? Or should I mention that this happened to me or that happened to me? Or da 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 or da da da. Like, again, the question, question, question. And I say that because I really, really do feel that some people often talk themselves out of posting on LinkedIn. And how do I know that some people do that? Because I've seen it in action. People are like, no, I can't do that. And myself, I used to do that, honestly. So, you know, how did I kind of overcome that to build my personal brand on LinkedIn? I want to share a little bit around that, especially if you're doing it to want to boost your career. First things first is post about what you know. So if you're in the um, field where you're an engineer, has there been something exciting that's happened within your organisation that your organisation want you to shout about, want you to tell your community about on LinkedIn, your network? And how can you showcase that to show that these were the findings in this report and this what happened and make it engaging and make people want to click on the links and make people want to have that conversation with you? That is almost like a first stage of building your personal brand, but also giving your opinion on the latest news within your industry. Like, obviously, I'm a careers professional. So for me, sometimes the CDI have really, really great articles, but I also like share articles from magazines like Stylist um, who talk about some really, really important nuanced things within careers, right? And um, BBC Work Life. BBC Work Life have some great articles. There was a recent article that I haven't shared on LinkedIn yet, but it was about why parents are deciding to, um, you know, actually give up their job for a temporary period of time to have a sabbatical and focus on being a caregiver, especially dads. It was focusing a lot around that. And I found that article really interesting and engaging. And I will share it at one point. But I'm giving that as an example of something that within my field, a lot of people would find interesting, would talk on that, would you know want it to be positive. So when we're talking about personal branding, we're also talking about the kind of things that you can share. But if we look at the personal brand part, we're talking about you as a brand. So if your name is, you know, um, something like, um, and I'm giving just like an example here, um, Nina nina um patel for example uh, not stereotype patels but i'm just giving this as a kind of broad stroke example of a south asian woman who perhaps works within the marketing industry and she wants to build her personal brand on linkedin how is she going to do that what is she going to do to evoke this personal brand so firstly maybe she's going to start doing posts to give her opinions within marketing to share the latest news um, you know, to do all sorts of things. And let's just say that she works for, I don't know, Delight and she is a marketing manager there, right? So she could do it by doing that. The other things that she could do to build her personal brand is for her to showcase some of the skills and talents she has that makes her unique. So when she did her marketing degree, she did a degree, because she could have done a degree apprenticeship, putting it out there because not everyone has degrees who listens to this podcast and that's completely fine. We all have different routes and different ways where we get our qualifications and that's very important to know. But also she can be very knowledgeable. So she could have knowledgeable um, understanding about the fact that she maybe did a marketing and economics degree. So she could also bring an element of her economics background into that within some of her posts and say that within economics today this happened and this is how this has affected this you know particular company and she's then using her personal brand 
to really articulate her own unique voice on LinkedIn. And she's doing it also to showcase to light. So do you see what I mean? There's a thread there. But when people aren't taking time to showcase that on LinkedIn, their career can not only not be boosted, but people don't actually see what they have to offer. And that's why it's important to kind of take time to build your personal brand on LinkedIn. So the next question you're probably going to ask me somewhere is, again, if I'm short on time, how can I do this? What I would say is test drive this, guys. Now on LinkedIn, you can schedule your posts, so you don't really have any excuse. If you feel that time, if you're, you know, a parent of two or three children, or you're co-parenting, or you're a lone parent, or you're a caregiver of some kind, you can schedule your posts on the weekend, let's say on a Sunday evening, do two or three posts, schedule them out, and, you know, you ain't got any excuse then. And when people do engage in those posts, you can then comment in your own spare time, it's done, you know, and you're posting about the things that are significant to you. But if, suppose, there's redundancies and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on around how people are being laid off and, you know, uh, redundancies are happening. If redundancy is something that's happening with your organisation and you're a leader and you're finding it difficult and you want to share some of your insights into how your company is handling that, etc., and then you're using your personal brand to show things in a compassionate way, then you can do that. But make sure that all of the posts that you are building and that you are creating to help create your personal brand, you're doing it to showcase your personality as well because that's what a personal brand is. The other thing to bear in mind here as well is that by doing this, if suppose you did lose your job or if suppose, you know, you're unhappy in your work and you want to leave or something happens, then you then have your own brand there on LinkedIn and people then will want to recruit you. People then will want to work with you. People may even say, oh, hang on a minute, this person does um, financial awareness or this person does diversity and inclusion training. We need that person. They're not working here anymore. Why don't we see if they offer trainings? So it could give you the opportunity to even do freelance work. So that's why it's really important to build your personal brand on LinkedIn. And by engaging and actually doing some of these strategies I'm sharing with you, you can help boost your career. But if you're not doing this, this is probably the reason why your career isn't having that boost. Um, And so it's very important to think about this. So next, I'm going to take some time to really, really um, share the third reason why I don't think LinkedIn is helping boost your career. And that is not utilising LinkedIn to its full potential. And you're probably thinking, but but Shoma, you've covered... (laughs) You've covered updating my profile and consistency. You've covered building a personal brand. What else is there? Please tell me what else is there that I can do. And I'm going to break this down for you. So LinkedIn, you've got LinkedIn Premium, which gives you additional benefits, which I'll talk a little bit about in a minute. But (laughs) you've also got like LinkedIn Learning. And there are some free courses on LinkedIn Learning that you can do. There are ones that you've got paid for as well. But also remember, if you're looking for a new job, or if you want to see what's out there and just apply to just keep your field open because you're you're not sure what, you know, your industry or what your company has in store for you, you can apply for jobs. There is a job section at the top of your LinkedIn profile. And I think people often scare away from that section because they're like, oh, yeah, I'll look at it. I'll apply for a job tomorrow. I'll do that. <laughs> and then nothing happens. Remember, And there are so many tools on here. There's um, an interview prep tool. There's a resume builder. There's all sorts of awesome tools that you can use for free on the free profile without you being premium. 
if we go back to premium for a second, what are some of the advantages of that? So with premium, and there's often this debate about, oh, if I'm a premium, you know, member, is there really that much of a difference? So with premium, some of the benefits with um, LinkedIn premium is that actually you get to um, utilize things like insights. You can send um, in-mail messages, which means you can message anybody on LinkedIn. You don't have to be connected with them. There are certain things that could really, really help you know, boost you. And sometimes having that little gold kind of symbol next to your profile actually helps some recruiters um, see you a bit more and want to click on your profile because they're like, this person's invested in themselves and this person is actually, um, you know, really serious about LinkedIn. So in that way, it can help. There are some extra advantages as well. But I do want to say that you can utilize your LinkedIn profile without being on premium as well. I want to be measured about that. And I would suggest the only way that you can experience if LinkedIn premium works for you better is to try it for a month. LinkedIn sometimes offer, you know, a free trial, try it, see what happens. And if you like it, then you can decide, you know, what if or what you want to use it for and if you want to continue to pay for it. And the reason I say that is obviously I'm recording this at a time where we are going through a global recession. And some people are going to be very measured about what they're spending their money on. And that is fine. That's not a problem. But if you want to invest in yourself and if you think it's going to help you, by all means, give it a go. See how it goes. Pay for one month. If you don't, if you um, are not entitled for the free trial anymore, if you've already tried it, um, but you utilize it, utilize your LinkedIn premium when you um, have paid for it. So the other thing that I really, really want to talk about as well um, in terms of really, really um, utilizing it, I mentioned LinkedIn learning. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I think with LinkedIn learning, um, as I've said here, and you've also got groups as well, guys, another thing that I forgot about to mention very quickly Engage in the groups as well. If you're finding it difficult to do your posts, start out in groups and start engaging in there because it's smaller. It's not smaller, but the reach might be a little bit less intimidating if, you know, you're an introvert listening to this or if you're someone who are like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do the homepage because I don't want somebody in my network like that previous boss to see that I've posted this or whatever, you know. And you also can control who comments on your posts. So if you only want it to be visible to your network, you can do that to experiment. But the reason why I don't suggest that if you're starting off is you do want people that you don't know to engage with you, to boost your profile, to boost your personal brand. But I really, really feel it's important for you to fully utilize LinkedIn and to think about all the features, think about, you know, building your network, think about applying to jobs, use all the tools that are available to you on LinkedIn for free. And the reason why I know a lot of people aren't helping to boost their career with number three is because they potentially have their profile, it's there, it's dormant, they're not doing anything. And when I remind them of the features, they're like, oh yeah, my company actually pays for um, all the courses. Or, oh, yeah, um, I had a free trial there and I didn't do anything with it. And I'm laughing as I'm saying all of this. But there is a lot of great accessible tools on there that you can use that can help boost your career. So I really, really hope that you have enjoyed this episode today. 
Lastly, I just want to say that I do have one space available until um, Monday, the 6th of March for my um, career happiness program. And I want to mention that because if you are interested in getting support from me (laughs) in a career capacity, I'd be more than happy um, to help you with that. Please get in touch. I will put all the information in the show notes for you to go and have a look at. Any questions about this episode, anything else you want to know, um, then just send me an email and I'll try to answer it as best I can. But the other thing that I also want to say is that I really, really hope that you have listened to this episode and listened to it to maximise your LinkedIn potential because I really, really see so many people give up too easily And the reason why I mentioned that email is because people don't have patience anymore. And to be successful on LinkedIn, to be seen on LinkedIn, to have your personal brand, to have that consistency and that, you know, great profile and, you know, utilize all the features, you've got to be patient. That is the last thing I want to say. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.